0: It's going
1: to be a touchdown for Judkins. Right up the middle, David. Big gaping hole opened up, and Judkins just burst through there.
0: Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, Yancey Porter, and Gordon Ford bring you the latest on everything going on with Ole Miss Athletics. Gets control, and the dock! Oh, my! Don't sit on the sidelines. Be part of the show. Text in your questions or comments at 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093. I guess
2: you don't have to,
0: but you need to. He hits one
3: high and deep left field. Kane shading the eyes
0: at the track, and
3: it is gone.
0: Let's get to it. Here's your host, Gary Darby.
3: Well, it's the last show before football season actually begins. The Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. And early on, we want to let you know this part's brought to you by First South Farm Credit. 100 years of experience supporting rural communities of agriculture, and they help guide you in the financial journey at First South Farm Credit. Gary, Chuck, Yancey, and Gordon's in the house.
4: I don't know what I'm more excited about. Having Mercer here or having Gordon here? (laughs) Hey, (laughs) man, glad to have you back, buddy.
5: Thank you. I'm glad to be back, man. I've really missed it. So uh, it's going to be a great year for Ole Miss football, I believe, and basketball.
4: You're a Chris Beard fan, I know. I
5: am a Chris Beard fan. I was a a Kermit fan, too, but, you know, it just didn't happen for him. And I think Chris Beard, anybody that took Texas Tech to the national championship has to be reckoned with. And that's right there as a statement.
4: So. Yeah, were you able to listen to his first uh, fireside chat? Uh, I
5: did that had not. Had with
4: Marshall Henderson. I uh, did not. That's pretty cool. That's it's a good good. Uh, I don't know, a good little piece that he does regularly. I, I think I'm going to enjoy that.
3: Okay. Coming up on the program today, we'll talk to the voice of the Mercer Bears, Rick Cameron. Coming up here in about ten minutes after the hour uh, we'll get into your text messages we have a lot of those already the injury report harry harrison will join us at 6 30 and then near the end we'll get into the recruiting the red and blue chips recruiting segment presented by the grove collective a little old miss news brought to you by van atkins and then the good the bad and the ugly that chuck will bring to us As well. Now we got five things brought to you by Yancey. Outback Steakhouse helps bring this to us. It's our friend Steve Grantham. He operates nine Outback Steakhouse locations in Mississippi and Tennessee.
6: Obviously, the five thoughts are going to be on this upcoming football season. Thought number one, my biggest concern with this football team is the cornerback group. I'm concerned with the overall speed from this group outside of DeAndre Prince. My second biggest concern on the team is pass. Pro blocking. We saw this issue pop its head game after game last season. They are playing basically the same players. Hopefully they have matured and been coached up. Now to the positives. Number Thought number three, I think Ole Miss will hang its hat on running the ball and stopping the run. I can't think of two better areas to hang your hat on. Thought number four, I predict Jackson Dart is going to make this offense special. Last season they finished in the top five. Uh, nationally, but I predict this this offense will be much more explosive this season due to darts maturity and more weapons at tight end and receiver. Jackson will be the one who makes the engine run. And lastly, the last thought of the day, I think the cornerback group will be the difference in a 7-5 to 8-4 season to a 9-3 or 10-2 type season. If they can find a couple more corners who can excel in pass coverage to go with Prince, this will be Lane's best team yet at Ole Miss. If they don't, they're still talented enough at the other positions to be successful but not elite. And that's it.
3: Well, to those of you on the text message line, especially the one whose questions was, what do you see Ole Miss's biggest concern in the football season being? Yancey's answered his part of the question. Yeah. There in, his, in his five things. Defensive backfield, right, Yancey?
6: It is just, uh, just the overall team speed there at corner. I mean, Prince is as good as anybody in the country, but you, you got to have three or four of those guys that can really run with the home run, home run hitters. And, and we'll see, but uh, you know. I think this is the first area that we'll see with, you know, them losing a couple players there in battle and Nick uh to the portal, that, that could be a negative for Ole Miss.
4: I don't think it's just corner, though, Yancey. I think safety, I think it's the whole secondary that we have to kind of hold our breath on and see. I know Tasia Young can, can run really good, um, you know, Zamari Walton, John Saunders Jr., Ishim Young. They're question marks. We'll just have to see when we get up against elite teams.
6: Yeah, they had five transfers, good good players last year, proven players at the secondary that transferred out. And, you know, I, we'll see. I, I think I really like the way the the other positions have unfolded here. But I, I'm like you. I'm, I'm worried about that secondary group and, and speed. And we all know that, that Pete likes to stop the run. Zoda blitzes up the middle, flush the quarterback on the on the outside, and then leave the corners on an island. And so, how does this play into his style of defense? I think it's just kind of a wrinkle.
4: We'll see. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not concerned or worried, but I'm at a, in a wait and see mode.
6: And, and look, what separates elite coaches from good coaches to average to bad is how well they're able to scheme their weaknesses, right? Everybody has a weakness on the team. Even Alabama and Georgia have weaknesses. So this is not something they can't scheme around, but it's definitely a concern going into the season one good note though that I've heard is the the uh the Miami transfer that got uh, that became eligible a couple of days ago Chuck he could really really run and they're they like what they see I bet they're going to be trying to develop him in a hurry
3: one good thing too is it'll be 88 instead of 108 like it has been in the last couple of Saturdays it won't be quite as hot it will still be hot though at Hemingway we'll come back and talk more with Rick Cameron voice of the Mercer Bears next.
7: or visit oxfordortho.org.
0: Campbell Clinic Orthopedics, a national and international leader in musculoskeletal care is opening a full-service clinic in Oxford on June 12th, offering a full spectrum of orthopedic care, including sports medicine, pediatrics, hip and knee, spine, shoulder and elbow, foot and ankle, hand and wrist, as well as cast and x-ray services, and a physical therapy department. Schedule online now at www.campbellclinicoxford.com. We also offer a convenient weekly walk-in clinic Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. until 4 p.m. Campbell Clinic Oxford, located at 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, across from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
3: Coming up next, your text messages at 662-426-1093. We already have a bunch in. We'll try and get some more, but 426-1093 for that. The Rebel Injury Report. We'll get Harry Harrison from the Omus Radio Network coming on before the end of the hour as well. But now... Finding some time to chat with us here on a Monday night is the voice of the Mercer Bears. Rick Cameron's on the line with us. Rick, how are you?
8: Doing good, sir. Hope everything is good in Mississippi.
3: So far, so good. uh, As uh, we get ready for week number one, you guys actually got started with UNA. I had an opportunity to watch a little bit of that game, and I guess my question starts with your quarterback, Carter Peavy, just a little bit. He was all-conference as a freshman, had great numbers there, and then limited action in the next two years, now he's back as the starter. Just tell us a little bit about the Mercer QB.
8: Absolutely. Uh, Carter actually, when Wright uh, was named the head coach and came to uh, Mercer from a ride, he had recruited uh, Carter to play for him there, and in the transition, and uh, Coach Connick came to Macon, he brought uh, Carter with him. Of course, that was during the pandemic when things were kind of crazy. Uh, in his freshman year, we actually played three non-conference games in the fall of that year and then proceeded into the spring and played an eight-game conference schedule in 2021 in the spring. So he had that 11-game swing as a freshman, uh, put up good numbers, was the freshman of the year in the Southern Conference. Next year, uh, during the transfer portal, Fred uh, uh, came to us from Coastal Carolina as a transfer, Fred Payton. Fred uh, was the veteran quarterback that Coach wanted to kind of launch the program, and uh, realized Carter was probably going to be his man of the future. Uh, He has red shirt. Well, he played one game last year, still technically a red shirt. So he's kind of been in the wings behind uh, Fred the last two years, and now he's got his opportunity. He uh, used those two years, not actually being the starting quarterback, to get in the weight room. He's bulked up, uh, strong guy now. He's six three, about two twenty. So he. In an age when skilled athletes and football players leave for many reasons, you have to give Carter Peavy credit. He stuck with the program. He believes in what Drew Cronick is doing here at Berkshire. So now it's his time. Even though he was a starter uh, three seasons ago, he's back now as a starter. He's got three years of eligibility left. So uh, Carter Peavy now back again as a starting quarterback.
4: Rick, uh, what, what about uh, just based on the first game score, 17-7, to 7, uh, you guys hanging your hat on defense, or was North Alabama not very good offensively?
8: Well, I think, uh, for one thing, Mercer's defense returns a lot of guys. Ten guys are returning. And they, the starters defensively really played well. I think there were three times that the Mercer defense stopped UNA with fourth down and a yard or less to go. Another time, Mercer turned it over on the one-yard line. They On three consecutive downs, they pinned UNA on the goal line and then got the ball back the and eventually scored. So it was a low-scoring game. Mercer's defense had a lot to do with that. But I'll tell you another thing is I think UNA is a very much improved team. They were 1-10 last year. Sometimes you play a game the first game of the season. You really don't know how good a team is. I think later on in the season when we reflect back, This will probably be a big win for Mercer, one of our only three non-conference games to start the season off. So, yeah, it was a low-scoring game. Uh, Mercer did have a couple of turnovers that hurt. That uh, fumble on the one-yard line prevented a score there. Another time, uh, Devron Harper, who is a tremendous athlete in the uh, punt return, kick return department, uh, muffed a punt on the 20-yard line, probably prevented another uh, possibility of a score so, yeah, it was low scoring, but I think Mercer's defense played well. But I think UNA had a lot to do with that. Again, I think they're a much improved team, and they're going to play well this year.
6: Rick, thank you for coming on the show here. Uh, what Around the Mercer program, and I know stepping into the SEC competition presents a lot of problems, but what are the one or two areas that seem to be the biggest concerns for Mercer going into this game?
8: Well, I think obviously, uh, you know, you've got more athletes to pick from. Obviously, uh, everybody at Mercer is well aware of stepping into the SEC and the talent level. You know, we played Alabama twice, we played Auburn twice. So we're aware that certainly the uh, competition is really, really good. We know that. I think uh, for Coach Chronic, what he is stressing to his team is look, uh, number one, telling each player, do your job. Don't try to do somebody else's job. Do what you've been coached to do. Don't try to improvise. Stick with the game plan. Minimize turnovers. We know we can't uh, come over and turn the ball over four or five times. So I think it's it's a matter for Coach Kronick to get a good critique and review of where this team is. Obviously, the win last week over UNA was a good one. Now you step into the Southeastern Conference against a really good football team. And as he says, if you've got weaknesses, they're probably going to be exposed this day. So, uh, I think there's always you know there's a challenge, of a very talented team. So again, you, you just don't try to uh, overdo things. And uh, the one thing about Coach Krank, uh, the uh, football team has bought in to what he is doing here at Mercer. They've got a theme of love, compete, and believe. They bought into his program. Uh, with all the transferring of football players that are going on in the world. We only had two players to leave from last season. The last two years, we've been right on the brink of making the playoffs. So this is a, a, a veteran team. I think they're very much excited, the possibility, coming on the big stage at Oxford and just laying it on the line and, and just see what
4: happens. What style are we looking at, Rick, uh, on offense? Uh, is this a, a a tempo offense, or what, what do we what do we expect?
8: All right, You know, it's interesting. That's probably uh, an interesting question to ask. It's an up-tempo offense, but there's a lot of motion to it. Uh, when Mercer brought football back in 2013, we had not played in 70-something years. We played Reinhardt. Reinhardt was coached by Drew Chronic's father, and Drew was actually an assistant on that team. And when the game was over, Mercer fans were scratching their head. We never knew who had the football. It's an up-tempo game. There's always going to be pre-snap motion. It's almost designed to try to get the defense on its toes and following that guy that's in motion. Is he going to get the ball? Is he going to come around on a sweep uh, to use that motion to try to force the defense attention elsewhere? But there's always it's always up-tempo. But uh, still, Coach Cronick knows if you're going to be solid in football, you've got to establish the run, and try to stop the run. So, yeah, in a perfect world, he would like to have a balance of running and passing, but it's very, very much up-tempo. You'll see a couple of linemen will shift from one side of the ball over to the other. You'll see that man in motion, and then it's pretty much dependent upon his quarterback to read how the defense reacts as to what they'll run.
6: Defensively, what, what do you feel like is going to hang their hat on this season?
8: Well, again, we've got uh, 10... Defenders back, we've got uh, several of those guys. Preseason all-conference. I think uh, this is probably the best defensive unit coaches had. Uh, That was pretty evident Uh, Saturday. They played very well. They've got a couple of outstanding players. Uh, Isaac Dowling is uh, one of the premier linebackers in the league. He's not that tall, but he just has a knack for the football. He actually was the most valuable player in that FCS kickoff on Saturday. But you've got – the best thing, I guess, Mercer has going at this point. you got a lot of guys, not only who have played a lot of football, but because of the pandemic, they've played a lot of football together. I mean, these guys, uh, these ten guys, they they know each other. It was interesting last week as I was putting my spot board together for the first game, and I still had last year's against Sanford. Same guys, They're with maybe the exception of a couple of backups. So you got the guys that finished the year Last year strong, and they're right back in the starting lineup again.
3: Rick, we thank you for being a part of uh, the program tonight. Uh, Safe travels coming this way, okay?
8: Yes, sir. Thank you, Rick. Uh-huh.
3: That's the voice of the Mercer Bears as he joins us here tonight, Uh, Rick Cameron. You know, I I did get an opportunity. uh, I had to get the wife to teach me how to record some of these games right. I, I wasn't smart enough to do it myself, so recorded them in the middle of the afternoon on on Saturday and went back and and watched, Um, it still looks like they may be trying to figure it all out, too. You know, I mean, they had some success with the run and with the pass, but I think defensively they're going to be better than they are offensively when we see them Well, I mean, if you
4: run an up-tempo offense and you only score 17 points, that's got to tell you a little something.
3: Yeah. Now, they have a lot of returners, as you said, on defense, but they do have some D1 guys that have made the way there. Uh, from Power 5 schools, in fact. Uh, I think even a receiver from Georgia that's finishing out his career in Georgia there at Mercer. But uh, still, uh, I I think we know uh, what needs to happen on Saturday with this game.
7: Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play, Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville.
0: Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, Diabraville, and Flowood, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. and go rebs more of the rebel yell hotline presented by Canon motors coming up next
3: we thank rick for being on the program with us always need to let you know about our friends at gateway tire they serve us since 1929 54 locations six different states gateway tire goes the distance for you now a few text messages from 426-1093 and yancey Answered early his concern, Chuck, for the upcoming football season.
4: What about your concerns? I don't have a lot of concerns. My only concern uh, is because I think the first two teams are pretty equal. I don't think you've got a lot of drop off. My only question is, is the first team good enough? <laughs> <'Cause>, right, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think we've got 40 to 50 pretty darn good football players. Like I said last week, I don't think we have a lot of star power. But I just I think we've got a good solid football team. Do you team. agree?
3: because the time that I've been able to watch overall talent on this team? Overall talent. First team, second team, better than last year.
4: Way better. By by far. I, I, and I think I think this is by far the deepest team that Lane's had for sure. Yeah. In four years. This is his fourth year. And it was
3: obvious to me that the defensive line was much deeper than the offensive line that's safe to say
4: yeah I think so yeah i, I mean I, I do think we can go seven or eight on the offensive line though and that's that's pretty typical yeah. Gary i mean people like to think you've got 10 or 11 or 12 offensive linemen that can step in and play but i've never seen that here correct but i'm
3: i'm excited that there are actual two sets of linemen right eight nine guys that yeah. i think can play on the defensive line too yeah yeah, yeah.
6: Oh, no doubt but the good news on the offensive line and i mentioned about the past has pro blocking is that they still had so much success last year, even with those problems, even with the first-year quarterback, even without much depth at wide receiver and tight end. So they're only going to get better, that offensive line. Dart's only going to be better, and there was no Aiden Williams on uh, last year's team, for sure, and and, and, uh, two or three or more of those tight ends, they were getting almost zero production out of the passing game, out of the tight end. I just think the offense is going to be a lot more dynamic than last season.
4: I tell you, I I'd have to disagree with you that there was no Aiden Williams. Malik Heath is going to stick in the NFL. Yeah, and so is Jonathan some Mingo. The other day, yeah. I think I think that we we've lost 110 receptions out of those two guys. So there was some good production there.
6: There was, but Mingo only shows up three or four games a year, right? And it's not because it's a mental thing. He's nicked up always, right? There's always injuries, and then they had to play him at tight end because there was no tight end production. So that took away his biggest threat there when they were putting there at tight end the last five or so games. So, you know, yes, he was there, but he was out of position, and now everybody can play their natural positions. I think Franklin, when he gets healthy from UTSA, he's going to be much better. Um, than, you know, maybe some of the depth guys last year. Uh, and then I think I think Jordan Watkins, he's the guy that when I, when I saw spring and then fall drills was the most improved player on the team to me that, that returned. Jordan Watkins looks totally different than last year. No,
4: I, I, I disagree again. I think Jalen Knox is the most improved player in the wide receivers, and I think he had a tremendous spring, and he's had a good fall
6: camp. Do you think think Knott's is going to have the season that Watkins is going to have?
4: No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he's as good as Watkins, but I'm saying I think he's the most improved. Most improved. Yeah. And 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 he's key, Chuck. He's key. Here's another thing that I think people – I think people criticize the offensive line too much for the pass pro because of the 16 sacks we had last year – only 11 of them could be credited to the offensive line. The others were because we didn't have a tight end and the running backs didn't pick up blitzes. So, you know, 11 sacks in 12 games. Now, I know there was a lot of pressure on Jackson Dart. I understand that. But it wasn't all coming from the offensive line. I think it's, I think everybody's got to do their job to improve that.
5: Chuck, I, correct me if I'm wrong, they got themselves a new, that being Ole Miss offensive line coach, and they've also added several other coaches. I mean, how do you think that's going to affect them?
4: I think it's the best staff Lane's had overall, and I've said on here several times, and I'll keep saying it, that I think Pete Golden is the best hire we've had here since Chris Beard.
5: He absolutely is out working everybody and recruiting, and, you know, the alumni are excited about him, and I think, man, he's going to tear it up recruiting, and it seems like he's doing so early.
4: Well, not only that, it, I think he's bringing an, an Alabama relentless attitude over here of, uh, as Jancy said earlier, stop the run, pressure the quarterback, play man-to-man if you can on, on the outside, and uh, get after people, attack. All right, we'll get to
3: the text message of uh, the predicting the records in our Ole Miss news segment, yep, if you yep. don't mind, because we need to get report? to the injury report uh, from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, which is also a question from the text message line, how healthy are we going into this game? Well,
4: I really don't know because I didn't get to see the scrimmage Saturday, but uh, Yancey heard that the only wide receiver that's going to be out is Zachari Franklin, that Jordan Watkins will be back um I think Larry Simmons is not going to be back either, Yancey, but I don't know that he was going to play anyway. Yeah,
6: these were the guys that were going to be leaned on for the game. Franklin was the only one, and he's going to be fine. He he had that uh, scope, and I think Tulane is when he'll come back. But, yeah, um, he was the only one expected to be out that was going to plan to be a a heavy contributor for the game offensively. I
4: I knew that that August uh, 1st, Prediction that he was going to be out ten days was a bunch of bull. <laughs> I mean, you, you're right. You, yeah. Um, Caleb Warren is back. He missed most of the fall camp. The center starting center. Um, I'm not sure. I think Ladarius Tennyson, linebacker, is going to play some, but he's still a little gimpy. Um, Tasia Young, the safety, is the one I'm anxious to see Saturday if he's out of the black. Uh, I heard he's going to
6: play. I asked about him.
4: Well, he's been running with the first team, so I can't imagine that they're practicing him with the first team if they don't expect him to play.
6: I didn't get an answer of what kind of neck injury he had, but yeah, just a neck.
4: Just a neck injury. And Deshaun Gaddy, uh, who's I think is right now the third corner, um, I'm anxious to see if he's going to play.
6: Yeah, and I, 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 his name was not mentioned as a guy that was not going to play, so I guess he's. we'll see, but I think he plays.
3: All right, we'll come back with more. Harry Harrison will join us on the other side as well. We'll continue talking on this Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline.
2: Ladies lying in the sun
0: real estate. Roof leaks can disturb your relaxing weekend or put your business operations and assets in jeopardy. Riverland Roofing is a licensed insured and certified roofing contractor that offers clients quality solutions that suit their budget. As a certified GAF master contractor, Riverland can offer warranties that can last a lifetime, servicing five states including Mississippi and Tennessee. Owned and operated by Ole Miss alumni, Riverland Roofing covers what matters most, home or business. Find out more at RiverlandLLC.com or call
2: Chevrolet, find your road. Outback
0: Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South South Haven, D'Abraville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
3: The Faris Group is your partner in retirement with two decades helping retirees invest and distribute their savings. They give the level of service and deliver results that we all need. Locations in Ridgeland, Oxford, Little Rock, Baton Rouge, give them a call, 1-877-327-3735 as we turn the microphone over to the great Harry Harrison. How you doing, sir?
1: Man, it is game week, my man. Hope all you guys are as fired up as I am about it.
4: Absolutely, absolutely, Harry. Uh, did you get to go to the mock game
1: Saturday? I did see the mock game Saturday, and I also got to see that our defense was going full speed and full tackling. So I was impressed by that, and was glad. Wow. You yes. How you did know. they tackle? Yeah, how did they <laughs> tackle? The, the, the scout team didn't didn't enjoy it too much, but uh, we were we smothered them pretty well. They they tackled well. I, I was I was really pleased to see that. I, you know, I'd been concerned about it all fall count. but uh, offense was no not being tackled, but the defense for the rebels uh, was full bore, and uh, I thought they I thought everybody moved around very well, and and they were tackling tackling to the ground. So that was a good thing.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Hadn't seen that all year. So uh, you've been to three scrimmages. You've been to several practices. Um, just your impressions of this team in general, uh, Harry. I, I've said that I think they're probably the deepest team that Lane's had, and I and I'm don't think they've got a lot of star power, but I think they've got 40 to 50 pretty darn good football players. What's your impression?
1: I, you know, Chuck, I, What I, my first impression is we've really improved our roster. Uh, I think you, you probably nailed it right there with your comments. But th- these guys, you know, our first and second group on both sides, maybe the first offensive line is way ahead of the second, but there's some guys on that second group of offensive linemen that are going to be able to step up and play. Defensive line, I think we've got uh, eight guys up front that can play. So you, you just got depth. you got uh, much better depth. And as you guys know, when you play a 12-game schedule throughout the season, you're going, you're going to be faced with some injuries and some nicks and bruises and people are going to be out. But, uh, you know, I, I just think that we – I think the transfer portal has been, really been uh, – I think they've done a great job of scouting those guys. And I think you're going to see a bunch of those guys uh, add to this Ole Miss defense, especially when you get there Saturday
4: yancey's concern uh Harry and this is your specialty is uh speed in the
1: secondary
4: what what's uh, do you have a concern about this team
1: i I do not I like what I've seen Chuck I think what they've done is taken some uh corners that uh played corner other places and turned them into safeties like John Saunders so uh, he'll be covering the slot receiver he's he's listed as a safety but he came out of uh Miami Ohio is a corner, and he's now going to be covering a slot receiver, and everybody's spreading it out, so you always have a slot receiver. So you see guys like him. And you got, uh, uh, you know, the guy that transferred in from Liberty. I think has done a great job, Di- Deshaun Anthony. Uh, he, you know, and what we've also done is we've added some height and some length back there, which I, you know, last year it got it got tough to see. We had about three safeties, and they're all five nine or five ten. We've we've added some length and some height. Uh, we've got a you know regular starter that's been there now that we signed several years ago, in Trey Washington. He's probably the shortest safety we got at five eleven. But I, I like I like our secondary. I, I, I like even both groups of those guys. DeAndre Prince has strictly had a great camp. Uh, obviously, he stubbed his he toe a few weeks ago with a little minor offense, but he's uh, he'll he'll be a really great player at the corner. Deshaun Gaddy who played both sides, he'll back him up. He's a transfer, obviously from North uh, Texas, like his length and speed. And you don't get you don't get many of those guys out there that's uh, that's six one, six two, play in the corner. And that's what you get with Deshaun Gaddy, Samari Walton, six three. Uh, he's been here since the spring. He looks much better. This I thought this fall, Chuck, than he did in the spring, like he was really swimming the last spring, trying to figure it out. But he seems to be locked in at the other corner. So. I just like what I see back there. Linebackers I think you're gonna see four, five or six of those different guys. It just depends on who produces and and as we talked about in weeks past, you gotta have one of those guys that steps up make sure everybody's lined up correctly. Uh occasionally you might get together and huddle and somebody in short yardage and key situations in games one of those guys and usually usually it's a linebacker that's a leader in that group or a D lineman it's got to step up and make sure that everybody is uh on the same page and got their head screwed on white.
5: Right. Harry Gordon Ford um if Ole Miss gets ahead of Mercer and is beating them you know like we think they will will they play all four quarterbacks
1: four quarterbacks i'm not sure about four quarterbacks possibly i mean you know if it's it's, it's a bloodletting perhaps well the
5: freshman i mean he gets a, a red shirt year where he can play four games that's why i'm wondering if they'll put him in as well
1: well you know and i'm probably you know we in, in this game guys i mean they've got some they've got some guys on the outside they can run and they've got a couple decent running backs quarterback is back and uh, had some success last year but this game's gonna be one in the trenches and i, I- i've been watching the-, the film from saturday uh when they played north alabama which was a- won one game last year and they didn't blow anybody out on either side of the football in the trenches and i think that's going to be the the biggest difference in this game saturday is this game's going to be one in the trenches and the rebels certainly have favored heavily in those trenches but, yeah, can we see all four? Well, hopefully so. Hopefully that uh, we're far enough out there that everybody gets a shot. But but you're right. Uh, you know, I, I would think Walker Howard would be the third guy. And, uh, you know, even today Lane did not uh, list a starter at quarterback. Uh, Chuck, you and I, I, think we've been guessing and say it all fall. I, I can't imagine being anybody from Jack, but Jackson Dart. But, uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Didn't get any – didn't get any uh, – any, uh, Knows today that even had the starters at all. So, interesting <laughs> that we didn't see that today. But uh, uh, m- before the week's out, we'll get that, that starting rotation, I'm sure.
6: Don't you have to the end of the week to transfer to the first game plays? I'm sure that plays a role. I don't, like, I don't you need to about
1: transfers. All I know is, man, are going to tee it up Saturday at 1 o'clock.
6: Harry, one thing I'm interested to see is the depth at running back. That's going to be an important factor going down the season, as we all know. When you start playing the Alabamas and Georgias and LSUs and Auburns of the world, it gets tough, and people get nicked up. I think that's going to be a key thing that I'm going to look at offensively I think I know what to expect everywhere else I want to see how Bentley does I want to see how the Oregon State transfer does I want to see how the true freshman from Texas does uh, You know, those are the guys I've, and, and then also at tight end I want to see what uh, he does I want to see what the Memphis transfer does so I, I really I think those are two two areas that I want to focus on during the game uh, is, is that a good
1: take? Yeah, I you know, I think both of those rooms you just mentioned are really uh in great shape, Nancy. I think the tight end room is better than I've ever seen it actually. i say we we might go four deep right there. Even the freshman Javante Connor has looked good in a fall count. But Kyron Heath, you know, who was a freshman last year was really kind of ahead of the curve, I thought. Didn't play a lot last year, but uh but uh but he you know, he can maybe be the second guy up this year. And of course Michael Trigg, everybody knows what his potential is. Uh just got to make sure that uh, he, he's in the right frame of mind and ready to go. But that that room is really stacked, and, and I'm real pleased I agree. with that. I'm not concerned. Caden Priscorn, you know, they've been kind of holding him out of some things, just knowing that they, what they've got there. But the running back room, I think, is is in great shape. Obviously, it starts with number four, Quinchon Q. Judkins. And, you know, to say that a freshman did what he did last year. But, you know, the difference this year, Chuck brought it up today, Everybody knows who Quinshawn Judkins is and so these defenses are gonna be, you know, stacked in there and, and, and watching for what he does. And so how do you get the ball in space to him? You know, he's gonna be the running back, no doubt about that. Uh, great great talent. Looks better than he did last year. Obviously he's gonna be better than he was, but he's gonna be facing defenses that know exactly who it is. And uh so you gotta figure out other ways to give him the football. Is that is that passes out of the backfield, get him in the flats, wheel routes, whatever it is. Just get him touches and let him get and take off with it. But uh, I like the I like Ulysses Bentley. Uh, I like Jam, uh, the new running back we got in here from, from Oregon State, uh, Jim Griffin, and and uh, you know I, and then even the freshman he said he showed some flashes too. So I, I, the two groups you mentioned, Yancy, I think we're in good shape there. I really do.
6: I do too. If those groups play as well as I think they can, uh, with the depth that they didn't really have last year. I mean, it all started when Zach Evans went down against Alabama. Judkins was out of breath there against uh, in that fourth quarter when they get on the 12-yard line, and he, play, you know, he's basically a decoy for the next four plays. If they had Zach Evans in there, I truly believe Ole Miss wins that game. And last year, record looks totally different, and so does the momentum. So that depth there at running back is going to be really big to me. And then at tight end, I, I, you know, like you, I think this could be the deepest tight end room. We've seen in many, many years. I don't know if they have the star power than, say, like, you know, Evans and some of the Ty J Armstrong going way back and some of the standout tight ends we've had, Wesley Walls, but I think there's four really good ones.
1: No, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And i tell you what you're going to see this year, that we didn't see that so much last year, is the tight ends are going to be getting a lot more targets, a lot more catches. and So they're going to add to that, to that passing attack this year that you, we really did not see a lot. You know, a few games early on, one of those uh, – Southeastern Arkansas, whoever it was, Trigg had a pretty big night. But after that, he was, you know, it wasn't much happening. And then Casey Kelly stayed nicked up and hurt most of the last season, and really was not productive. But this year, I think you're going to see that tight end room make a, it's going to be a lot of targets and a lot of catches, which is going to add to the fact that we're going to get the ball down the field. Even though we lost a lot of catches of the two wide receivers you guys discussed earlier, I like uh, Trey Harris, who's transferred in here from Louisiana Tech. Uh, I think he's going to be a go-to guy, and and, you know, and of course, you know Dayton Wade, D Wade on the outside, and uh, uh, and then Watkins in the in the slot. He's been nicked up the whole count, but he played Saturday and looked very, very, very good. And I think we just got some some warriors there, some some targets to include the tight ends. It's going to really help our passing game.
6: I do, too. That's where Chuck and I differ a little bit, and i realized what Heath and, and uh, those guys did last year, um, Mingo and Heath particularly. But I just think, as you mentioned there, I thought Jordan Watkins, to me, was the most improved player on the team. And then Dade as Dade. is Dade. just solid as a rock. And then you add in Aiden Williams there and, uh, Trey Harris, the Louisiana Tech transfer. I just think they're much more explosive and dynamic. And when you add that to the run game, and then I also think I, I, nobody's talking about Dart. Yes. The talk is who's going to be starter? Dart's going to be the starter, but I just think he is going to make a major jump this year. And that right there is, is going to be huge for that offense and for the team in general.
1: I think so. I absolutely agree with that. You know, obviously, one of the, one of the things that uh, he would like to clean up from last year is the interception. Obviously, TDs to interception ratio, but three of those were in the bowl game. So, you go back to there was only eight and 12 games, but he he could really clean that up and, and protect the football. And I'm, I, that's always key in Lane Kiffin's office. But when you take that system that he and Charlie Weiss have on the field, you just plug and play some new guys. You got to have some ability to play out there, but I think the Rebels have got plenty of ability to include Aiden Williams, the, the true freshman who's really had a great camp for for his age. And so I think you plug in a Trey Harris and those guys, and I think you just pick right up where you left off.
5: Harry, what has Pete Golden brought to the table there? I know that you know they were really excited to get him, and it seems like uh, they're recruiting very well. Tell me about him.
1: Well, I. Nobody's more excited about seeing defense change than me, I'll tell you guys. I got so disgusted watching <laughs> and me in the box. And Chuck. <laughs> I was about to say this Chuck. This week, but uh, Pete Golan's his system he brought in here with three down linemen and, a, and an outside jack, linebacker, defensive end, stand-up guy, which will be, you as we know, will be uh, uh, Cedric Johnson. I think Cedric's going to have a great year. I think that position really fits him. And you still got the two inside backers, and uh, there could be four or five different guys playing there, probably start with a couple of those transfers. But uh, I just think this defense is going to be much, much better. Uh, you know, when you change systems, you change staffs. you always are concerned about one person not being in the right place, you know, especially against uh, fast-paced tempo offenses. But, I, you know, everything I've seen this fall, they've gotten it. You know, I haven't seen any blown coverages. I just hadn't seen that. And I think everybody's on the same page there. But, but Pete brought in uh, uh, two coaches that he's coached with before. So I think I think the communication's been really good in the secondary. And uh, I've seen some instances where we just shut our offense down. and You know, that had not been a lot. But I like the guys up front. Uh, you know, I think J.J. and those guys uh, have really had a good camp. Uh, you're probably going to see a lot of uh, number 90 come Saturday, Stephen Wynn. And, uh, you know, you just you got some guys with some depth up there. You got the Harris guy from North Carolina State up front. Uh, you got Xavier Harris. Uh, he's a sophomore now, and he's in better shape than he was last year as a freshman. I think the defensive front is going to be well improved. And, of course, Jared Ivey uh, had a good year last year. I think you'll see even better Jared Ivey at the strong side defensive end this year. But Pete, Pete's bought a, a mindset. He is a really, really, sharp individual as a as a defensive coordinator young guy but he's uh, been down the road and around the block and uh, uh if, you can, if you can if you can coach for Nick Saban you can certainly coach for Lane Kiffin and I think he's going to make a big difference with his defense
4: All right Harry they they put us on the spot uh to to predict a record and since you're a regular on here I'm going to put you on the spot uh we're cuz we got to do it in the next segment what what are you looking at for this team you think
1: well, you know, obviously you like to see a couple games under your belt. The second game down in in New Orleans is a little bit of a trap. You know, you want to get past that. It'll be a good uh, team and then Georgia Tech the next week. I think once you get past these these first three games chuck, we can really focus in on what what's going on. Nobody likes to go to Baton. To, excuse me, likes to go to Tuscaloosa or likes to go to Athens, but I think this team is capable of being 9 and 3, you know, potentially Ten wins, if that's uh, if that's the case. But you got to beat a, you got to beat an Auburn on the road. You got to beat a, an LSU here at home. Take care of the home field advantage. And you got to beat the dogs Thanksgiving night. You, to all that to happen. But uh, you know what, what is the what is the over and under seven and a half? I think that's what the Vegas. Yeah, that's is. correct. I, I think I think I think we're going to be better than that.
4: Thank you, buddy. So. Appreciate right, guys, you.
1: Let's tee it up. Yes, very soon.
3: Harry Harrison with us. We'll come back and finish up this version of the program next.
0: real estate with over 40 years of combined experience the Tom Smith Land and Homes team serving the Cleveland Mississippi area is committed to achieving the best results for buyers and sellers their knowledge and expertise about agricultural hunting and recreational lands is highly known and respected throughout the state with Tom Smith Land and Homes you can expect more and get more return on your real estate investment. Contact Tom Smith Land & Homes today at 662-441-2500. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next.
3: All right, time to put an end to the show as we roll through another one. Gary, Chuck, Yancey, and Gordon, been with you, along with Voice of the Bears, who uh, joined us early in the program, Rick Cameron, and then Harry Harrison from our own radio network. Our pregame show will start at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. So let's let's get to it. One of our text messengers wanted a win loss record for the Ole Miss football team this season. How do you want to just just want to like Harry went through a little bit. I don't think we need to go. We don't have enough time to go game by game. But let's just throw what you think out
6: there. Despite the concerns there at corner, I'm going uh, nine and three. Nine
4: and three. Gordon.
6: Nine and
4: three. Nine and three. Vegas has got the over under at 7.5, 7.5. I'm gonna take the over. You're going over. Yeah, me too. Over
6: what? Eight, nine, uh, ten. What? Nah, over I, seven and a half. Chucky, I, let me say this. Does not want to be seven pinned down.
4: I, I, I'm gonna say eight and four would be my low water mark.
6: What's what? the high mark? I mean, so what's, what's what's your prediction, Chucky?
4: Eight and four.
6: He's just. Uh, I I'm he going
4: nine two, down. and
3: and the the difficulty for me and. Between nine and three and eight and four was Alabama LSU back to back. I think they beat one of those, but I don't think they can beat both of those in back to back weeks. Hope I'm very wrong. And then we know what Arkansas somehow does in this mix somewhere. They're going to beat Arkansas. I'm uh, still uh, unsure about Texas A and M. They're going as well. I'm saying nine.
6: A and M. The whole thing to get to nine and three is beating Auburn at Auburn. If they beat Auburn at Auburn, I think they get to nine and three. But uh, everybody else just counts that as a win. I mean, it's going to be a hornet's nest. It's going to be like Tennessee, and and when and when uh, Cut played it over in that first year, and I mean, it's 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 going to be a dogfight.
3: All right, so that was brought to you by Van Atkins Jewelers, the South's leader in estate jewelry and diamond solitaires, as Chuck there says, you know, she's worth it. And now, Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment presented by the Grove collective you did well you bought the sneakers out in 50 uh, 30 seconds you're wow. you're now doing all different kind of things bucks, weren't they? that's right Good and, gosh. and and that was that's gone in 30 a- seconds they they did 75 ended up 75 pair i believe Doing that. They put up 50. It went in 30 seconds. They did 25
6: more. You could put $650 and buy Chuck's whole wardrobe. I promise yeah. you that. Well, absolutely.
4: Sure. <laughs> some, I get most of it for free. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Give us some recruiting news, Yancey. Yeah. The football commitments.
6: Uh, first, the recruiting <laughs> momentum for Ole Miss inside the state of Mississippi continued on Friday with a commitment from four star wide receiver Norrell White. As he pit the Rebels over LSU, Arkansas, and those bad, ugly boys down in Starkville. This gives them four commitments inside of the state of Mississippi's top nine prospects. The Rebels have committed the state's top overall prospect in Lake Cormont defensive lineman, Cam Franklin. The number three overall prospect in Bay Springs, four-star defensive lineman, Cam Beavers. The number seven overall prospect in Pasquilla, four-star defensive lineman, Jeffrey Rush. Chucky, that is music to my ears. That is four uh, of the top nine prospects there, along with Noel Wright. And they're defensive linemen. That's what I love. And look, uh, got a little bug in my ear, too, about Waller down there at Picayune, the five star, or four star, depending on what service you uh, look at, defensive end down there. I think Ole Miss could end up flipping him in the end from Florida. We'll see but uh, things are turning in the right direction with him. The Rebels have committed, uh, excuse me, Ole Miss now has a total of nine high school and three JUCO prospects inside the state of Mississippi. And lastly, Trevor Jackson out of Florida, the four-star quarterback and the country's top overall non-committed prospect, committed to Ole Miss Saturday. So it's a big week on the recruiting front.
3: Excellent. I like the defensive lineman. I'm right there with you. Good, bad, and ugly, presented by Big Delta Power Sports, 155. Cracker Barrel Drive
4: in Batesville. Well, good. What else could it possibly be? It's game week. There's nothing like for this old burned-out sports writer. It's better than Christmas. It's the time of year I wait for since January, the last time the Rebels played football. The Rebs have been working hard in extreme heat to cobble together a good team for us, and I think they've succeeded. The Rebel squad has more quality depth than any time during Lane Kiffin's tenure, and I think it's going to show throughout this year. As I've said many times, I'm not sure there's a star, a lot of star power on this team, but there are 40 to 50 really good football players who I believe want to send a message to the college football world. Mercer will be the first victim Saturday at 1 p.m. in the vault. Lock the gates and put the wall down. Grove Collective had a successful week in their big fundraiser, Recruiting was good with Nareel White, Trevor Jackson. As uh, Yancey said, the bad, can't think of anything I'm too giddy about Saturday. Mm -hmm. They tell us to wear white, wear white to the game. Uh. I was gonna wear white, no matter what they told him. That heat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> one o'clock kick.
4: I bet it's hot in there, Chucky.
6: That shirt looked like uh, one of your shrunk it, or are you getting bigger? Which one is? Now, it? Now look, he's at, getting bigger. He's getting at you
4: now, right? I mean,
3: usually <laughs> we're finding out. You were talking about his socks or whatever well, he may have. I
4: mean, he he went from an XL to two two XL, so he <laughs> can't
6: say anything.
7: Admit, that thing,
6: that shirts look a little tidy right there. He <laughs> better get some air that thing Saturday.
3: And we've got just one minute left, and I thought I would say for the first time since December 2015, the Ole Miss men's basketball teams go play in the Tad Pad against Sam Houston State Friday, November 17 at 8. It's brought to you by C Spire, and they'll have Rob Evans and honor things uh, that, that went along the way.
4: Not C Spire, Cellular South.
3: Cellular South. <laughs> from that time, that's right.
5: And C the recruit that they got from Oklahoma State, They'll know about him next week. They got Sharp in. He's now a grad transfer. That's a 7-5 center from Western Kentucky. And then the kid from uh, Georgetown, they'll know about him next week.
3: All right. We'll talk about a football big game. Names.
6: Big news is CSA is, is eligible, Six Foot- five seven five seven two
3: 7 Football game when we come back next Monday. Till then, so long. Howdy-toddy.
6: Howdy-toddy.
5: Howdy-toddy.